Welcome to the OTH Daily Podcast. I'm your host, the man behind the mic, Christian S. Rao. It is January 27th, 2020, and today's episode is about Mamba. Today's episode is about Kobe Bryant, who unfortunately passed away yesterday at the age of 41. Kobe Bryant passed away with his daughter, 13-year-old Gigi, in a helicopter crash just outside of Los Angeles. For the next half hour, we are going to recap the great career of Kobe Bryant and so much more. Just like what Kobe would want, the show must go on and continue. So we will recap what happened last night in the NBA. Without further ado, let's get started. Well, he might be only 18 years and five months old, but this guy can do everything that the veterans can do and do it better, perhaps. There's his first point in the NBA. 28 for 46 on the field. This would be 18 for 20 from the line and an 81-point game. Hi everyone, this is Cody Hodak, and in a couple of minutes, you're going to hear a segment about LeBron James and the 76ers that was recorded before the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. I've been thinking a lot about how to present this information without being disingenuous, and honestly I don't know if that's possible with such a powerful and horrible moment. Kobe was one of the prominent faces of the NBA in its history, and it's really difficult to process this news as someone who, someone who simply watched and followed him from afar. But I thought it would be disrespectful of me to not talk about it prior to any other content that came out. Right now, all other NBA content really just almost feels meaningless, especially considering his family that survives him. No matter how you felt about Kobe as the player or public figure, remember that this is a man who truly cared for and loved his family. This is a man who left behind an impenetrable legacy in the NBA. And if you go through and watch players and coach reactions, you'll see that his impact was far bigger than the game. Rest in peace, Mamba. And if you couldn't tell from the lack of our normal intro today at the OTH Daily Podcast, here at Overtime Heroics, we come to you with a heavy heart today. As Kobe Bryant passes away at the age of 41, the NBA world was stunned today when the future Hall of Famer and his daughter Gianna Marie Bryant died in a fatal helicopter crash that killed seven other people. The NBA sent out a confirmatory email verifying the passing of Kobe and his daughter. Several key sites in Bryant's life are already being flooded with tributes and fans, and they were all last night. I'm sure they will be continuing today. Hundreds of fans arrived at the scene of the crash while the wreckage was still smoking. The Athletics' Brett Dawson also took stock in the mourners' gathering at the Staples Center, the Lakers' current home arena. Bryant's two most important teammates... Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal and future Hall of Famer Paul Gasol also penned in on moving tributes. Shaquille O'Neal had a tribute like no other, in my opinion. He stated, There is no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece Gigi and brother Kobe Bryant. 
I love you and you will always be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. I think he honestly speaks for all of us. You know that that relationship between Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal had its ups and downs, but when it comes to the end of the game, as it is unfortunately right now, there's nothing but love from Shaquille O'Neal. Paul Gasol also stated, Beyond devastated, my big brother. I can't. I just can't. I can't believe it. I can only imagine how these guys are feeling who have been teammates of Kobe Bryant, and I'm sure it's unbearable for the family of number eight and number 24. One of the most interesting, and hopefully this happens, uh, a proposition comes from Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. He proposes that both all-star teams in this season wear uh, a jersey in tribute of Kobe Bryant with his two jersey numbers. He proposes that Team LeBron could wear number eight and Team Giannis could wear number 24. I really hope this happens. I think it needs to happen. I think it would be perfect for the league to do this for arguably one of the greatest of all time. But if there was ever a, a guy that had the mindset of the show must go on, it was certainly Kobe Bryant. Clippers win the tap. They'll have the ball to open up the fourth quarter as well. And you're seeing this here. Not a great move here. Across the league, teams have been taking a shot clock violation. 24 seconds. Represents the number 24 for Kobe Bryant. That is absolutely incredible. And you see it with the Spurs and Raptors as well. So it was a backcourt violation, eight seconds. First jersey that Kobe ever wore, number eight. And as you saw last night, the games did go on. We believe that is exactly what Kobe Bryant would want. So we're going to try and continue and go on here at the OTH Daily Podcast with the results from last night's NBA games. Eight games were on the slate last night. We start off in Denver with the Houston Rockets losing to the Denver Nuggets, 117-110. to Jokic has 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. Denver Nuggets pick up their 32nd win of the season, and the Houston Rockets fall to 28-17. In San Antonio, the defending champions Toronto Raptors defeat the Spurs, 110-106. Toronto moves to 32-14 as the Spurs fall 5 games under 500 to 20-25. Pascal Siakam, 35 points and 8 rebounds. In Atlanta, a very high-scoring game. The Atlanta Hawks defeat the Washington Wizards 152-133. to Trey Young, who wore number 8 in honor of Kobe Bryant last night, scores 45 points and 14 assists, while on the other side for the Wizards, Bradley Beal scores 40. The New York Knicks defeat the Brooklyn Nets in Madison Square Garden 110-97. to The Knicks pick up 13th win of the year, and the Brooklyn Nets fall to 19-26. Julius Randle, 22 points and 15 rebounds. The Los Angeles Clippers defeat the Orlando Magic in South Florida 112-97. The Clippers move to 33-14 and as the Magic fall 
five games under 500 to 21 and 26. Kawhi Leonard, 31 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists. In Memphis, the potential Rookie of the Year, John Morant, and the Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Phoenix Suns 114-109 to get two games closer to 500 and move to 22-24. and 24. John Morant, 23 points, which 14 of them came in the fourth quarter, and 8 assists. The New Orleans Pelicans defeat the Boston Celtics in New Orleans. Zion Williamson, 21 points and 11 rebounds for his first double-double in the NBA career. The Pelicans move to 18-29 and 29 as the Boston Celtics fall to 30-15. and 15. And to wrap up the NBA matchups from last night, Damian Lillard scores 50 points and 13 assists as the Portland Trailblazers defeat the Indiana Pacers 139-129. to Have a good time. Enjoy life. It's, um, life is too short to, to, to get bogged down, to be discouraged. or um, You have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling. You know, And uh, that's, that's what really is, this camp is about. This is Cody Hodak with your Overtime Heroics NBA update. Now, yesterday, the Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. We can talk about that game and the Sixers a little bit more uh, in a few minutes here. But first, I want to focus on LeBron and the fact that he surpassed Kobe Bryant in total points in his career, making him the third highest scorer in NBA history. At this point, we have to really seriously start considering the fact that LeBron might overtake Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the number one scorer in NBA history. Currently, he's 4,733 points behind him, so obviously he needs to score 4,734 points to surpass him. So I looked at some numbers to try and figure out exactly how much he needs to score and how feasible that is at the moment. LeBron is currently averaging 25.3 points per game, which is actually tied for the second lowest in his career. It looks like back in the 2014-2015 season, he also averaged 25.3, and actually when I'm looking at this, in 25-2016, he also averaged 25.3 points per game. The only season where he didn't average at least 25 points per game was his rookie season back in 2003 and 2004. Let's pretend for a second that LeBron is able to keep up this scoring trend of scoring at least 25 points per game each season. And let's pretend that he only plays about 70 games per season from here on out. If he does that, then he'll score about 1,750 points per season. So if he continues that trend, he will surpass Kareem in about two and a third seasons after this season, which would have him breaking the record sometime about a third of the way through the 2022-2023 season. The question then becomes, how feasible is this task? Can LeBron sustain this 25 points per game scoring trend? And so I looked historically to see how many players have actually scored at least 25 points per game after their age 36 season. And it has been done four total times. Not four different players, four total times. Of those four times, Karl Malone did it three times, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it once. So the only historical precedent of this happening is from the two guys that are currently leading LeBron. So obviously, yes, it is possible, but it is quite the Herculean task that LeBron has ahead of him. Will he be able to do it? I'm not sure, but I also see no evidence why he won't be able to do it. Let's pretend, though, that he's not quite able to get to those 25 points per game. 
let's say he only scores 20 points per game from here on out, which places him about 1,400 points per season if he plays 70 games a season. If we look at every player that has scored at least 1,400 points a season after their age 36 season, it has happened only nine times. Once again, not nine players. It has happened only nine times. This time around, Carl Malone did it four times, Kareem did it three times, Michael Jordan did it once, and Alex English did it once. At this pace, LeBron would still break the record in the 2022-2023 season. It would just be much closer to the end of that regular season. But it is still within his reach at that point. So when we look at this, obviously history is not on LeBron's side at this point. But that's also kind of the point here. If you're literally going to be the best ever at something, you can't look for historical precedent. You have to become the historical trendsetter. And LeBron is that much of an outlier that I really think he can do it. If you ask me right now, do you think that LeBron will break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record? I would say yes. And here's why. The reason is because I'm not going to root against it. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to sit here and in the back of my mind be like, ooh, I want to be right here. I want to protect my ego, so I hope that my prediction was correct. No, I'm going to predict... I'm going to predict that history will be broken and that LeBron will be the one that does it. Let's shift gears here and talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. The Lakers have no excuse for how poorly they played in that game. Honestly, it kind of seemed like they were playing pretty well with the Sixers for a while. They started off hot and then they cooled down a little bit. But really the key is in that third quarter when the 76ers brought the lead to about 20 points. I think they went on a 10-0 run at that point and the Lakers never really recovered from that. Really, the big takeaway is that the 76ers are still performing at a really high level without Joel Embiid. I tweeted this out last night, that if you look at how the 76ers have performed with and without Embiid, the numbers are a little bit shocking. So in the 31 games that the Sixers have played with Embiid, they've had an offensive rating of 111 and a defensive rating of 106.1. In the 15 games without Embiid, their offensive rating drops about 3 points to 108.3, but their defensive rating is essentially the same. And I made a prediction a lot earlier in the season that with Embiid in the lineup, the 76ers should be historically one of the greatest defenses ever. I even thought that they had a chance to be the greatest defense ever, and that really hasn't been the case. Embiid being out hasn't hurt their defense really at all, and that kind of shocks me. And 15 games is a big enough sample size where we can look at that and say, hmm, something really interesting is going on here. Do I really think that the Sixers should trade either Embiid or Simmons? No, I don't. When you have two superior talents like that, you try and hang on to that, and you try and make something work with that. But there's definitely something funky and interesting going on right now that I want to investigate a bit more as Embiid starts to return. A lot of things that the normal fan does not see about Kobe Bryant have been put out into the Twitterverse and social media today after the passing of Kobe Bryant. Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry paid tribute to Bryant's appreciation for his legion of fans. In comments to reporters, he stated that the last game he was here, he stood right there in that locker room and signed every piece of memorabilia. Gentry said, that's the side of him that people didn't see. Another coach, Doc Rivers for the Los Angeles Clippers, whose Celtics battled Brian's Lakers in the 2008 and 2010 NBA Finals, was in tears talking to reporters last night. He stated that the news is just devastating to everybody who knew him. He also said he means a lot to me, obviously. I was getting to know him more since he retired. This is a tough one. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Nick, who usually brings you the weekly Overtime Heroics injury report, but today... We are on a very sad note. 
as we all mourn and remember one of the greatest to ever grace the basketball court, Kobe Bryant, who passed away today in a helicopter accident. And as I sit here, I thought about giving a eulogy for Kobe in in his death and remembrance, but it, there's there's no words that can describe the man that Kobe was and what he meant to so many people across the nation and across the world. For us that grew up watching Kobe, he was an idol. He was an icon. He was someone that you wanted to be. Even if he wasn't on your team, you wanted to be him. He was so humble in his success. He showed what a man really should be in his greatness. He's never mentioned in the the greatest of all time argument with Jordan and LeBron, but in reality, he should be at the top of that list with those two. Kobe was a man who went out and could score 81 points on you in any given night. He's a NBA Finals champion multiple times. But what he's meant to people recently is the greatest example of what a father should be. How to support your kids and love your kids and whatever they want to do. How to love on other kids and coach Little League basketball and do things that dad should do. And my heart breaks for his wife and other daughters that are now without a father and without a sister. And us here at Overtime Heroics, we want to just send our love and support to them. We want to show our support to Kobe by driving home the fact that, you know, they should retire his number 24 across the league. They should change the Jerry West logo to Kobe Bryant. There's no one that deserves it more than what Kobe's done for this league and for everyone in this nation. He, he, he's been an idol. He's been an icon. I know I always rolled my eyes whenever he came into town to play to play my team. I know many other fans across the nation did because you knew he was the best out there. There was no questioning who the GOAT was when Kobe Bryant was in the league. It was Kobe. It was Mamba. And I'll leave you with this. Kobe, we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for what you've done for us. You have given us someone to look up to and you'll always be remembered in our hearts and in our minds and every time someone shoots a paper ball into a trash can everybody should yell Kobe Kobe Bryant finished his career as an 18-time all-star two-time scoring champ five-time NBA champion 15-time all-NBA 12-time all-defensive player He was on the all-rookie team for 1996-1997, four times all-star MVP, two times final MVP, and a 2007-2008 MVP. He won number eight and number 24. In his 1,346 games, Kobe averaged 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. He averaged 44.7% from the field and 83% from the foul line. As I went to social media last night, I wanted to know what was the favorite moment of Kobe Bryant. A lot of people answered his final game, which we will talk about, and you will hear a snip at the end of this episode. 
but a few people talked about an overtime win against the Phoenix Suns. A one-point game. Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you're going to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. That'll do it for this episode of the OTH Daily Podcast. I hope you guys move on today with a feeling in your heart to do something good, to just move on and create positive change no matter where you go. And when you watch the NBA season for the rest of the year and for the rest of your life, that is, just know that Mamba mentality is always going to be there. I'm Christian Rao. I'll see you back here tomorrow for the OTH Daily Podcast. Take care now. What can I say? Mamba out.